Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Jules, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right, no doubt, no doubt. All right, ladies, podcast. By the time you guys hear this, this will be season six, episode eight. And I want to say thanks to everybody that's been supporting season one all the way through season six. And these next two gentlemen right here is a hip hop duo. And one of the members is a, I've been seeing him in my hood since my high school days in Oxnard. And years later, we would end up running into each other in San Diego, not even knowing we moved to SD. But for all those who are on streaming platforms right now, you guys can check out two of their projects. It's called Break, Break in Case of Emergency, Volume 1 and Volume 2. They dropped the first album on you guys in 2018, and Volume 2 came out in 2022. And for those who are tuned in, they got a single out and, and a music video out on YouTube called Swimming. And ladies and gents, without no further ado, we got Devious One and Mom Maji of Direct Message. What's up, fellas? What, do? what up with it? What up with it? Good to, hear, good to hear from you guys, man. How you guys doing today? Oh, good, man, we good. cool. You know, fly day Friday. Nice, nice. Yo, Devious One and uh, Mom Maji, I always ask all my guests this question. Where were you born and raised? And you guys can take turns answering. Go ahead. Oh, well, um, my mother was um, born in Virginia. You know what I'm saying? Norfolk, Virginia. But I didn't really stay in Norfolk long. And then I was kind of raised on the East Coast and the West Coast. Mostly the West, though. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie. I became a man in the West Coast. So that's, that's my home. But yeah, I've been from um, east to west, down south, man, all over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, nice. and me, you know, whenever they ask me, I always tell them I was born in Culver City, raised in L.A. and groomed in Oxnard, you know, but I'm, I'm from Inglewood, though, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I was raised in L.A., I made my name in Inglewood and was groomed in Oxnard. Let me ask you guys this, as far as, like, um, being born at a certain place and then being raised at another place how does that affect your your rap style or or your your quality of beats that you choose like how does this affect your style of music where you were raised well it 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 can and it can't you know what i'm saying depending on when you got into the game because music music is influential you know what i'm saying music is influential so if you if you got into the game like real early, you know, depending on where you go, you can kind of adapt to where you at, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. But you know, if you if you move somewhere a little later when you already who you are, I think that you know you already uh, uh, like I said who you are and you know what you're good at and what you do. But no matter where you move, you're gonna adapt to a little bit of where you at, you know. Let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys this. Um, as far as like family, was any family members in music? Or did you guys have fa- a family influence as far as like any singers in the family or anything? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I had a talented family, so there was people that did music. You know, what I'm saying dance, um, all kinds of. Uh, things like that. My sister played the um, clarinet, you know what I'm saying? She was super good at it. And you know what I mean? My other sister was a dancer. 
So, you know, hip hop was always, and music itself was always in my family too. You know what I mean? That's, we, we always rolled with that and was influenced by the older generation of our family. You know what I mean? And you know, as for me, Devious One, um, we didn't have a lot of musicians in my family. You know, um, I picked up mostly hip hop like in school around, you know, my peers and stuff. And um, I had a couple younger cousins that, you know, we used to just mess around at the house, you know what I'm saying, and, and do what we do. And that's kind of how I sharpened my skills. They was kind of dope too. So, you know, one of my cousins used to kill everybody on his block and then you know around my way you know what i'm saying i used to serve cats you know what i'm saying so you know what they say about still sharp and still you know no doubt no doubt, no doubt. so let me ask you that um well uh how old were you when you moved to san diego when you moved out in cali when i when i moved to san diego i was um i was 12. nice but um, but, um when i moved to cali though you know what i'm saying i was like nine when I came to Cali, when I came back to Cali, because I started in VA, came to Cali, went back to the Florida, then, you know what I mean, did a little bit of the Midwest and East Coast, and then came back to Cali. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I came back to Cali when I was around nine, bro. How would you describe growing up in San Diego? What can you remember when you first got to SD? What were those oh, memories the, like for the you? Gang, the gangs. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I remember the gang when I got to SD. I was introduced to the gangs, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the life of of being in a in a, in a in a in an environment that had gangs in it. You know what I'm saying? Because I came from Oakland. I came from the Bay, so it was more like you know. I mean, you had pimps and hustlers and players. It was like everybody's about their money. So everybody fucked with everybody. Everybody said love. Everybody said cool. So when I came out here with that mentality, saying that, you know what I mean, got a little trouble a couple times. You know what I'm saying? Bam, bam had to hook me up, and, and you know what I mean, get, get me out of get me out of the trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I didn't really understand then what it was, but yeah, that was that was probably the biggest influence when I first moved to San Diego, man. Thanks. Devious one. Oh, by the way, ladies and gents. Uh, I've been knowing Devious One since my high school days, and I can actually say that he's seen me since the beginning of, of my journey in music. Salty Peanuts, and we've been we've been running in the same circles like since we were young. So, like, yeah. I want to ask Devious One for you, growing up in Oxnard, how can you describe your experience growing well, up in the Ox? Well, I got to I got to Oxnard like my my junior year of high school, you know what I'm saying? So I was already who I was when I got to Oxnard, you know. But um when I got out there, I, you know, it was um coming from LA, you know, uh LA is a little faster, you know, than a lot of places. So, you know, when I got out there, I noticed the styles were different than what I was used to in LA. Yeah. So you know, it, it kind of helped me stand out a lot from a lot of the hip hop artists in in Oxnard because my style was so different than everybody else's, you mm -hmm. know. So and by that time I had, you know, I had did a whole bunch of things like, um, you know, big shows and, you know, all kind of uh, other stuff, you know, label label stuff. And, you know, so I was kind of a little advanced rather than just start. So, you know, I had a leg up right there and you know, with the style that I possess, it, it, it kind of 
it kind of like I said made me stand out. You know what I'm saying? Made me made me real hard to deal with. No doubt. What do you remember? Uh, what led your family to move from LA to Oxnard? Like, what what prompted the move to the Ox? Um. Well, you know, kind of, you know, the neighborhoods, you know, the, the some of the guys that I used to hang out with, you know, a couple of them end up passing, you know what I'm saying? And um, my family kind of noticed, you know, the the group that I was with, you know, start falling off one by one. And, um, you know, it's only a matter of time before it would have got to me. So, you know, they kind of kind of tricked me into moving up to Oxnard, you know what I'm saying? It was one of them things. You know, I was I was I was hustling at the time too. And um they just told me they was like, you know what, why don't you go and spend a summer up there, you know, in Oxnard with your aunts? Cause my aunts had moved from LA to Oxnard with their job. Yeah. So you know, you know, me young hustler, I'm thinking like, oh, that's a whole new revenue stream. You know what I'm saying? So let me let me yeah. go up here. Let me go over here and bust a move right quick. It's money up there. And yeah. next thing you know, they was like, you know, I got up there and it was kind of cool. And it was like, yeah, you might as well go ahead and stay. Yeah. I was like, oh man. But you know, like I said, I had already over the summer kind of made a name for myself and you know, of course, I missed home, but, you know, I seen uh, myself being able to carve a nice little niche for myself out in Oxnard. Yeah. Plus, I was bringing a lot of experiences from L.A. that a lot of people in that part of town didn't experience. So, right, right. you know, it kind of gave me a little leg up, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, the rest is history, man, you know? Right. And you went straight to Channel Islands High School, huh? I went to uh, Real Mesa. You went to Real Mesa first, okay. Yeah. Well, I ended up going to Real Mesa and ended up graduating from Real Mesa, you know, because I, I, I was only there, I was only in high school for two years. I came as a junior, yeah. uh, the summer of my junior year, you know, went to summer school there, you know, and then the year, and then senior year, stayed at uh, Real Mesa and went on and graduated. But one thing about me is I was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So you can, yeah. I hung out, I hung out with a lot of different, different people, you know? No doubt. And ladies and gents, let me, let me, let me paint a picture. So I'm a senior in high school and this is when like the Cypress is really popping off at the house parties and yeah. uh, the, the open mics. And to be honest, I would always see Devious One there. He was, he was, yeah. he was just always in the Cypher. And this is like, my senior year in high school, man. I'm 37 years old now, you know. So it's like, like just been running into him since I was 18, 17. Yeah, like, uh, this, this, this. Well, it's like 02, like 01, like 02, 02, yeah. yeah. And I graduated 03, so 02, it's like yeah. 02, 03. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, and then years later, I would move to San Diego. You know, people go separate ways. I graduate high school. Go to college off Cal State Fullerton, moved to San Diego. At around 2012, I'm doing a show in SD. Or I think I was, I believe I was, I think I was opening up for Rapping Forte. I, I, I ran into you. I opened for Rapping Forte and I ran into you, Devious, again yeah. at, at San Marcos, opening for Rapping Forte. I'll never yeah. forget this. And I would run into you at shows. I got your number then. And, um, Anyways, back, okay, I'm getting sidetracked. So, yo, what's the first hip-hop album you guys heard that changed your life? Like, oh, shit. Like, I love hip-hop, and this album changed my life. What would that be for you guys? For, for, for me, Maul, 
LL Cool J, my radio, bro. Nice, nice, nice. How about and, you, Devious? And, you know, I'm from LA. I'm from the gangland. So, NWA, you know, uh, you know, the whole thing. And I think, I think what really did it was, you know, NWA, but then when the Ice Cube split, you know what I'm saying? It, it kind of, it kind of showed you the, the 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 battle side, which it wasn't a battle, you know what I'm saying? But it showed like the get at get at a person side, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you know, you can you can get at them on in a different way rather than taking them to the streets. Yeah, you know, and, you know, it, it showed you it showed you how to use your words instead of you know all always using the violent angle. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I, I have to say, of course, you know, coming from coming from LA and Inglewood, it was NWA. You know. Let me ask you guys this: What would be like most influential albums? Top three going up. Top three. Well, for me. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I would say this: I don't know if they would categorize Tupac as the MC. You know what I'm saying, but uh, of course everybody gotta have Tupac on their list. You know, yeah. Um, Q, Q Q was hard. You know what I'm saying. Ice Cube, Ice Cube was hard. Yes. And then um, you know, I had a lot of East Coast influences too. You know, um, I would have to say from the East Coast. Um, for me, from the East Coast, I'm gonna say Eric and Rakim. Yeah, yeah. Eric B. and Rakim came with that shit, man. It was like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot of East Coast. You know, I used to listen to a lot of Fat Joe back in the day when Don Cartagena was popping. You know, mm -hmm. but I had stacks and stacks of CDs. I used to love Method Man, Red uh, Red Man. You know what I'm saying? All that. You know. But I was you more of a a lyricist. Yeah, I was more of a lyricist, you know. Like I said, back in the day, I used to write poetry, you know. When I was in high school, you know, I had a couple people pay me to write letters to their girlfriends and stuff like that. So I was pretty good with the words, you know. Nice. Uh, so, I got a chance to really digest the albums. Uh, one in volume two. I, I, I had a drive up to Monterey. I listened to the album that's both volume one. And off top, I hear the West Coast influence, but I love the versatility. Like, you guys got some hard joints, you guys got some radio joints, you got some stoner joints, something that you just ride and smoke to, and you guys got joints for the ladies, man. So, good job in the versatility. Right, appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, we kind of, we kind of, um, versatility. Yeah, hello. You still with us? Okay, okay, there you go. Yeah, cut out for a second. Yes, yeah, we yeah. got you. Can you me? Yeah, I was saying the versatility and how you guys got different vibes for different moods. Like, we got the hardcore joints. Of volume one is definitely. I love, I love track two, Big Kiss of Emergency. I love featuring Chai Bully. I love how you guys got Chai Bully. Oh, yeah. Volume two. 
yeah that's our that's our brother man you know he he, he uh yeah he brings a lot to the table brings a lot to the table yeah but we are what you guys learn about yourselves yo yeah you, you cut out yeah go ahead you there you go yeah cut out for a second yeah yeah what 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 did you guys learn about yourself making volume one as an artist what did you guys discover about yourself as a well you know what for me for me what i feel like as 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 a group you know what i'm saying and uh two different minds coming together we we discovered that that we we can be uh universal and diverse in everything we do and still keep the continuity of who we are where we came from and our styles you know what i'm saying separate but still you know what i mean they blend and mesh so well you know what i'm saying so we learned our versatility for me in that first album you know what i'm saying yeah and i think um for me on the first album, we had so many ideas, you know what I'm saying? We didn't want to put out uh, LP first. We wanted to put out an EP first to give them a taste of who we are, you know, and give them enough that it, they won't, we won't lose them. But we yeah. had so many, on our first album, we had, we had so many joints that we didn't even put on there, you know? And um, we just, we learned that our mesh, you know, being that we have two totally different styles, that you can still mesh them together and make something dope, and we and we learned that we thought alike a lot too. Mm-hmm. So that helped. And, and ultimately, we learned that we are way ahead of our time. Yeah, yeah, way ahead of our time. Right. Hello. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So before I ask questions about volume one, how did you guys meet? <coughs> oh, can you answer me? Yeah, yep, yeah, we yep. got you. Yo, I think you guys can hear me? Um, so before I ask further questions about volume one, how did you... Uh, you know, uh, we met at work, you know what I'm saying? We was on the hustle. On the grind, both had had a gig, you know what I'm saying? My boy Devious was on second shift, I was on first shift, but we had that little crossover, you know what I'm saying, when we crossed paths and we was the only two black cats in the building, you feel me, at the time. So, you know, we crossed paths, we go, we gotta say something, you know what I'm saying? So we, you know what I'm saying, started chopping it up, talking and everything, you know what I'm saying? He was like, where the hoops at? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh shit. I don't fucking hoop. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Give you a little direction towards where I know niggas hoop at and shit. And then, you know, we got the talk in this shit and we had a shift, shift, shift change. So the shift changed and we was both on the same shift. That's when, you know what I'm saying? I, I was, I was, uh, we, we learned that both of us, we, we both do music, you know what I'm saying? And I had some shit in the making and shit. And, I let him hear it and shit. He was like, oh, that shit's fresh. Da-da-da. I was like, yeah, that shit don't do that. Next thing you know, my nigga changed my, my, my whole chorus up. Not really changed it up, but he added a key piece to the chorus to make it so ill. I was like, God damn, 
And he was like, yeah, that shit gonna be fresh. I was like, nigga, you gotta get on this shit. And, and boom, the birth, you feel me? That was it right there. We ain't turned back since, you know what I'm saying? And we actually, we actually got uh, maybe about six or seven songs that we did before volume one that we still haven't decided what we're gonna do with. We might mess around and, and, and put it out like a Lost in the Crates, you know, volume or something like that, or the, you know, uh, uh, Bicko prequel or something like that, you know, but Bicko was our first, um, you know, Breaking Case of Emergency was our first official um, drop together. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, we, 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 um, for the technical difficulties right so you you were saying devious one that you got you have seven joints to put out before volume one right yeah yeah, yeah. It, I, I looked at it at um it was like our our practice joints you know what i'm saying we right. we kind of did we did some things together you know what i'm saying just to kind of kind of philly what i'm saying kind of mm-hmm. to see how the mesh sound and we took some some tracks that um we 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 one of our one of our young uh, homeboys you know was getting into beat making you know what i'm saying and we took some of his tracks you know and um all original track yeah and we made them we made them we added a lot to them you know mm-hmm. and I, I was convinced from there that we need to take this show on the road yes sir right and what year did you guys meet what year did you guys meet Hello. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like the end of 2012. Yeah, end of 2012. And around what year did you guys actually formulate creating the group direct message? Like, what year did you guys start recording together? Um, it was probably 2013. Oh wow. Um, like I said, we met at work. So, you know what I mean? We were both there a couple months before we met each other. And then, you know, two months later, I hit him with that, that that the music I was working on. And then, you know what I'm saying? Probably, shoot, a few weeks after that, we was recording, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, it went that fast, you know what I mean? And when was your, uh, when did you guys do your first show together? What year would you say you guys, your, uh, your first show was? Yeah. Show. Uh, that's a good one. I don't know. Um, yeah, that was it. Was quite a while after. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because we was just, you know, what I mean, in the music vibe, we wasn't even into trying to go be seen or nothing. We were just, you know, what I mean, creating our 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 vibe. You know what I'm saying? That's and awesome. Probably be a couple years later, we started getting into the show situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, you know what? Shit, fuck. Let's go see what the masters think. You know what I'm saying? Let's see how it sounds in the streets. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He was digging it. You know what I mean? I really love the, um, the takeover radio skit with DJ Get That Shit Out of My Face. I love it. It's so funny. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would what would be like? Let's talk about the production. I'm, I'm really impressed with the production and the quality of the mixing, guys. Good job, good shit. 
yeah, it's really, it's, it's really clean. It's really clean, really good quality. So who's doing the production of volume one? Well, we um we was at a beat shop in El Cajon. Oh, yeah, he did volume one and volume two, man. He um he knows us pretty well. So, you know, it's it's hard to get away from somebody who mm-hmm. who knows you guys pretty well. Nice. So he did breaking Yeah, dope. So he did break in case of emergency, like track number two. He did that one. Oh no, we didn't get the beats from him. He just engineered the the recording situation of it. No, we got our beats. Our beats. We yeah, we 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 did some deep digging and got our beats. You know what I'm saying? We don't really, you know what I mean, throw it out there. You know what I mean? Because you know what I'm saying. Got our own little vibe with these with these guys, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, they're amazing, man. You know what I'm saying? They come with that that crazy shit, bro. So I, you know, we are they them heavy. Yeah, are they San Diego producers, or these are producers all over the U.S.? No, we go OT. You know what I'm saying? We go OT to get our beats. You know what I'm saying? But um, we always open and and try to find new things and. And, and new new um, producers and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we said, we've got our young boy out here that do his thing. You know what I'm saying? We definitely gonna fuck with him and, and, and get some shit from him eventually. You know what I'm saying? We just gotta, you know what I mean, make the right time. But for now, we just, you know what I mean, need that finish, that that polished product. So we, you know what I mean? We got these guys and they do the thing. What, what do you mean by you go OT for your beats? What, what do you mean by that? You go OT. We go OT, bro. We out of there with the beats. We oh, go somewhere ah, else. You know I mean? see. We reel them in from another place. You feel me? No doubt. I fuck with that, man. Um, I love the bars. You guys got some witty bars. Um, you know, there's some from, from lyricist to another lyricist. I love it when, like, I can hear that what they're rhyming is real. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I love it. I can hear it. I can hear it. I can feel it when another lyricist is rapping about what they live. I love that. Um, you guys hustle and hard work. Um, what have you guys been learning about yourselves in this music industry since you've been in it? What are you learning about the game? Well, one thing I can say is um, it's, it's, you know, in some, some circles, it's it's uh crabs in a bucket syndrome mm-hmm. you know um you know other circles they they welcome you with open arms you know but uh a lot of times um you know a lot of people are scared to support somebody who they feel could be uh i don't want to say better than them but mm. uh um end up giving themselves more opportunities, you know. No, no nobody want to introduce somebody that can take food off their table. Mm. In some instances, you know, but like the 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 real MCs who are confident in who they are and what they do, you know, those are the ones that 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 welcome you with open arms. Facts. Yes. Yeah. And support you, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's the ones that you know. I mean, those are the ones that got a group together, get together, and and make the shit happen. No doubt. <laughs> I, I definitely hear the improvement too. 
to volume two what kind of energy were you guys bringing in the studio like what was the mindset for volume two because my favorite off volume two is i love number two i, I love hands up and i love six hustle and uh trap number eight i love cruise control what, what was like the mindset coming into volume two Volume two was like, you know what I mean? We got to make this shit better than volume one. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, was, that, was, that was the main focus right there. We, we, we need to, you know what I mean? We're going to level up every single time. You know what I'm saying? Last track better than the last track. I mean, next track better than the last track. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I think um, volume one, volume one, we, we just, we had so much that we wanted to do. You know, and the, the main thing was your first time out, you want to get your point across. We're lyricists, you know, but we do we do uh, all kind of things. And I think volume two was more of a, a, a relaxed, more of a relaxed setting because on volume one, it was, you know, it was received well. It was nominated for a music award, you know, um, and wherever we went and we performed, you know what I'm saying? They was loving uh, all the music. So, you know, it gave you a sense of, you know, you 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 moving in the right direction. So nice. it kind of, it gave you, when volume two came around, we was more relaxed. We was um, more confident in the decisions that we was making about the music, you know, and um, we just, you know, was still riding that high from volume one. And you know the the space in between the two volumes was due to COVID. You know what I'm saying? So um, volume two was supposed to come out a lot earlier than it was supposed than it did, but COVID pushed it back, and we wasn't able to do the proper promotions and stuff that uh, we wanted to do with it because you know COVID had everybody on lockdown, so we had to push it back. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, man: How did you guys keep your sanity? How did you keep yourselves productive during the pandemic? And, it, and it's still going on. I mean, we've been on the pandemic since March 13, 2020 till now. What are some of the ways you guys kept yourself productive, especially when all the shows were canceled, when everything was canceled for like a year and a half? Remember that time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you guys, how did you guys we feel? Did what, 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 the weekend yeah. they closed everything down. Yeah, yeah. actually, the, the day that they, they closed it down, they closed everything in San Diego on a Saturday. It might have been like March 13th, whatever. It was on a Saturday. Well, our album was supposed to drop. We had a big show uh, going on. And, you know, we had all that uh, going down, you know, and it got canceled. So that, that kind of... weekend. Yeah, that kind of um, rode us for a while. You know what I'm saying? That kind of had us had us down for a while, you know? But, you, you know, as... as, as um, as brothers and, and true friends, you know what I'm saying? We, you know what I'm saying? We kept each other sane, man. We stayed doing our thing. We just kept doing music, kept writing. You know what I mean? We didn't even go to the studio. You know what I mean? We, we just had songs piled up. You know what I'm saying? We just had whole tracks just ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? We, we kind of just stayed in our own zone, kind of like it was like almost like the beginning vibe. You know what I mean? Before we attempted to let the, 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 the masses hear what we was doing, we was just doing it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We just kept that flow going during the whole thing. Yeah, and you know, we and the the good thing about it is, um, during volume one, we did a lot of out of town stuff too. So we got a chance to get uh, get our names and 
people see us and feel our vibe in other places too. So while lockdown was on, um, some of the connects that we had connected with, you know what I'm saying? There was still some, um, when, when phone interviews started really getting big and internet interviews started getting big and, you know, we, we had a little thing to ride us out just for a little bit, yeah. you know, but then after that, you know, it, it started, it started wearing on us, you know what I'm saying? Because we want to, we wanted to get back out there so bad, you know, cause we like being on stage, you know? Yeah, man. I was losing my mind, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask ask you guys this. What would be two joints off volume two? What's what's your top two, Divas? Um, off volume two. I gotta say, I mean, dang man. It's like picking between your kids, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like asking somebody, which one is your favorite kid? Like, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you mine. Mine's hands up and hustle. What's yours? I would have to say, I don't know, man. I'll probably have to say okay. swimmy and ready to ride, maybe. That's, that's, that's. I mean, I love hustle because that's, that's, it's, it's real talk. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's people out there that that hear that and be like, I remember that. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Swimmy was just so different. You know, it, it, it was different than what's going on. And it it, it not, too. And um, Ready to Ride was more melodic. You know what I'm saying? It was melodic and, you know. Vibe, you yeah, know I mean? you know. But I ain't gonna lie. That no lies... Yeah. That's, ah, that's, no that's, that's, that's like that's like my when I when I listen to that shit, man. That's like one of my ones, man. I rewind that motherfucker. I gotta listen to it twice. Yeah. No yeah. lies is still, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I love the way that shit came up. And one thing I give you guys props on, you guys are really good with like you got catchy hooks because you know I give MC when they got bars but can they translate that and being a good songwriter you feel me though right right you guys know how to write a songwriter yeah yeah you guys understand song structure really well and one thing i noticed too i love how for volume one and volume two you guys short and sweet you guys didn't do like 18 or 14 it was just like had an eight joints straight to the point you feel me like yeah i love how it was yeah. short and sweet that that's really good too like i like that technique because you know yeah, why yeah. it works it works yeah. we want you to bring it back we want you to rewind that shit listen to it again you know what i'm saying we don't want you to get sick of it until you make yourself sick of it you know what i'm saying yeah. that's that's how we want it you know what i'm saying and, we don't want to make you sick of it and nowadays you know people's attention span is a lot shorter hmm. So, you know, you put 16, 17 joints on there, you know, after hearing somebody voice, same voice for about like seven, eight joints, you start to, you know, <laughs> you start to zone out on them, you know what I'm saying? You know, so, you you know, you, you, you want to, like I said, like you said, make it short and sweet, you know, give them enough to digest and, and make them kind of really be waiting for the next, you know, to see what else you're going to come up with. You know, and then after they listen to it, after they listen to it, you know, seeing us in person, 
is a whole nother a whole nother beast in itself. No doubt. What made you guys pick "Swimming" as the first single in the video? What was it about "Swimming" that stood out as the first single, which I like? Um, but what, what was going on in your mind frame as far as like promotion? Why 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 that song as the first single? It, it pertain. It could pertain to anybody. Yeah. Anybody could be swimming. You swimming right now. You know what I mean? And what you doing? You know what I'm saying? And what you doing? You know what I'm saying? And and swimming. You know what I'm saying? It's a state of mind, bro. You know what I'm saying? People. You know what I mean? They drip. You know what I mean? You got the drip. You got the drip. Everybody dripping, but we swimming in the drip. You feel me? So yeah. it's different when you swimming in the in the wave than than, than just being the wave. You're swimming in the wave. You're riding the wave. The way you are the wave in the moment. You know what I'm saying? So swimming is that. You know what I'm saying? You're swimming in whatever you're doing, and you're swimming in it. You know what I'm saying? You're not just, you know what I'm saying, sprinkling it. You you, you engulfed your whole body into what you're doing, so you're swimming. You feel me? And, you know, another thing, too, is, you know, everybody has their own slang that they introduce to the game. You know, yeah. Swimmy was ours. You know, people, you know, swagger, you know, fly, you know, drip, this and this and this. Ours is Swimmy. You know what I'm saying? To me, Swimmy is when you're on top of your game. You know what I'm saying? When you got your when you when when you got your shit lined up and it's 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 Swimmy is like fly times a hundred. No doubt, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody trying to be fly, well, we pass fly. <laughs> And we 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 swim with it. You know, we ain't gotta floss it because we know who we know what's up. We know what it is. You know what I'm saying? So it just protrudes up out of us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you and know that's that's uh-huh. And I also think one thing about being fly is um it's not just feeling fly. You gotta feel fly, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a state of mind, man. That's what I'm saying. You got you, you can you could be Yeah, you could be the bummiest motherfucker on the block, you know what I'm saying? But you still might walk away with the flyest chick. You feel me? I'm because of your state of mind and, and you, you the way you present your swim. You I'm a, I'm gonna put it like this, you know what I'm saying? For for to 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 make it real simple for everybody. You remember Last Dragon, right? Show enough, he was fly. Mm. Bruce Leroy, he was swimmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When, when he got the glow, when he got the glow, he was swimmy. Yeah. You know, because show enough had the glow too, but you know what I mean? His mind state wasn't near enough to overglow. You know what I'm saying? He, he wasn't fully, he wasn't fully glowing at that time. He, he so that's fly. Fully fully himself, you know what I'm saying? He was just going off of the outer look. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But the inner look gotta present itself just as strong. So when you swimming, you engulfed all the way, in it. Yes. And people know that. So that's, you know the, that's the difference between oh, high and swimming. You know, show enough, he just had his hands and stuff like that. When when Bruce Leroy got the inner stuff up out of him, he became swimming and he glowed all over. So yeah. That's So let me let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. You probably haven't had nobody uh, uh, you interviewed do this to you though. Let me ask you a question. When did you know that you were good enough to take it to the masses? 
Yo, yo, can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right, let me let me ask you a question because you probably ain't had no um, no interviewees ask you questions like this. But when did you know you was dope enough to take it to the masses? Um, to be honest with you, brother, I'm still working at it to uh, to bring it to the masses. Um, um, I think that I'm as as. You in and out, you in and out. Yo, yeah. yo, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yo, yo, I can hear you guys now. All right, all right. All right, my bad. So the, I think the question was, Marlon, when did you find out that I was ready to take it to the masses? And right. I, was, I was saying that, uh, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure it out, how to bring it to the masses, you know? I think as I grow older and, and time goes on, the masses that I that I'm that I'm trying to bring it to is also getting older, so I think I'm still trying to figure it out, man. Because I, I I think I'm still trying to get better at my craft. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm still a, I'm still a student of the game, and I'm still a student of MCing. So trying to figure out the right beats to to say the right message to, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, how about you? Let me ask you guys that. Um. What are you guys trying to bring to the masses in 2022? Well, me, me personally, um, I'm just trying to bring my story and and you know my thoughts, you know, because uh, one thing one thing you know is a lot of people, you know, think some of the same things, but it's very few that say it. So, you know. That's why with my rhymes, man, you don't you don't hear no imaginary, you know what I'm saying, imaginary lines in there. You know, with my music, with my lines, you can you can go back and fact check. You know what I'm saying? Either I've done it, I'm doing it, or it's in the process of being done. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, you know, there's a lot of people that you know have lived similar lives and and has thought similar things than I have and you know mine is just to put it out there to give them something to relate to you know how many times have have somebody said something he was like I was thinking the same thing mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so so my thing is to you know be the voice of those who can't actually say it for themselves nice how about you Ma? well you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm trying to you know what I'm saying if I had to say I was I was what I was trying to do in 2022 with the music, I wouldn't say I would be trying to 
you know, bring back that message. You know what I'm saying? That um, let's listen to it. It's fun. It's party. It's cool. But at the same time, kind of make you think a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just like, you know, a message in everything I say. A direct message. Hint, hint. Right. But, um, no, shameless yeah. plug. Yeah. So, you know, but I mean, for real though, you know what I mean? Just something that make sure that whatever I say in whatever verse it is, whether no matter how it is, something somebody could take with them. You know what I'm saying? Like they might've needed to hear that that day. You know what I'm saying? And let me, yeah. let me, um, let me give, you know, your listeners a, a, a quick piece of information, you know, um, yeah. the title, how we came up with the title break in case of emergency. Well, what we felt was listening to the music that's out there. It's like, um, hip hop is in a state of emergency. Yeah, it's in a, it's in a state of emergency, and you know, yeah. when when and and it's setting a it's setting hip hop on fire right now. So when you when you need to put out a fire, what do you do? You go for the fire extinguisher. And usually the fire extinguisher is in a box that says break in case of emergency. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you need to put that fire out in hip hop, break in case of emergency. That's oh, what we wow. do. You know, so that's a little piece of factual information for your listeners, you know, on, on how our mind work. You know, oh, and if you, if you go and check our uh, artwork out of the CDs, you'll see what it's saying and each one will show the the next part of the story you know the first one is saying something the second one is the aftermath to the first one and then the third one which we're working on right now will be the um the the, the culmination of all three of them together you know so you know a, a, a little something you know that most people won't pick up on to let you know that everything we do is is thought out and planned so you know make you pay attention a little bit more you know it's like one of those movies when you go back and watch it you always learn something new about it that you didn't notice the first 10 times you watched it yeah hello Yeah. Yo, can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah, I got you. I got no, you. No, no, what, what, what was the last thing you heard? So I was saying, um, the reason why I asked when we got Swimmy's singles because I love how it's probably the most universal joint that you guys got on the album that that can be that can be played for the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? But right. when 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 people actually click on the whole mixtape on the whole album. There's some hard joints on there. So yeah. what I'm saying is, you guys put out the perfect single to bring the listeners in. The, you know what I'm saying? It was like the right, the right single to pitch to hook them in the album. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because sometimes it takes it takes one single to really like to really get people's attention. And I think the video, the music video, also looked fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Definitely. Shout yeah, out man. to our I shout out to our dude Ray G that uh, shot the video, and our manager uh, Jules. 
she um she 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 basically plugged the whole video. We just gave we just put out our vision of what we wanted, and um those two you know went out and made it happen. You know? No doubt. What would be what what are like some of the short term goals you guys have for 2022? We're almost halfway done through the year. What are you guys trying to accomplish for the rest of the season for 2022? Shows, shows, shows. Yeah. Go as many places and be as many places as we can. And and I think that um we just want to be uh, recognized for the talent and things that you know the way we put it together. And um, we want to be um uh, we want people to want to hear and see us. Cause you hear us is one thing, but when you see us perform, it's a whole different thing. So we want them to, you know, we want to give them a chance to experience, you know, what direct message is about. You know, what we say is direct message is not a show, it's an experience. Mm. You know, so I think um, for 2022, we want to get out to the masses and give them a taste of, uh, what the game's been missing. No doubt. When can we expect volume three? When are you guys dropping volume three? Um, we're still in the early stages of um, putting it together. You know, we, we got all our music for volume three. We're writing it up, you know. Um, we're, we're now volume three is gonna be a little different than volume one and two because we're gonna actually do an LP, which It'll probably be about 12, 13 tracks. Still don't want to give them too much. You know what I'm saying? But we want to give, we, we gave them two EPs. Now we're going to um, give them a little bit more. And with this one, we might have a few more features. You know what I'm saying? We, we might have a few more features, you know? So um, right now we're hoping maybe it would be lovely if we can get it out by the end of the year, you know? But if not, it'll definitely be... Um, sometime early next year. Now, now, now tell me, my man, how many local artists that you know do the whole jewel casing, you feel me? The whole culture of the hip-hop movement, the whole thing that made you, that, that, that you know what I mean, just embodies the entire hip-hop shit. You know what I'm saying? How many people are doing jewel casings and you know what I mean? Designing the whole thing and you know what I'm saying? You get to break off the wrapper and you get to open it up and you reading all the little shit on the inside and see the artwork of the artist and how they're, you know what I mean? Because all that still has to do with the artist and how their minds work and how their artistry is put on paper. You know what I'm saying? many people are doing this too? We're trying to yeah, keep man. the culture alive, man. That's that's pretty much, you know what I mean, what that is, man. You know what I'm saying? The youngsters, they want the, the quick fix, and I get it, you know what I'm saying? Because it's 2022, and it's quick fix city, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you, you got to you gotta, you gotta savor the culture, though. Yeah, and, and yeah. That's, that's what we're trying to do, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's our, that's, that's going to be ultimately when you look back and you see no matter what happens with us, when you see us, you see we, we, we savored the culture. You know, when, when the last computer goes down and all the stuff gets wiped and erased, you know, and they remove the rubble, they're going to find a direct message CD. 
and they're going to mm -hmm. be able to remember what we were doing and where we were at at that time. No doubt. Let me ask you guys this, man. What's your advice for upcoming artists out there trying to get in the music business? What would be your uh, tips for them? Do's and don'ts. Um, I would say, first, don't try to be like the next man. Do's, just kind of be true to yourself. You know, say what's on your mind, you know, and, um, you know, work hard at it, you know, constantly you know learn one thing i love to do is i go to a lot of uh, shows even when i'm not um even when we're not performing you know i still like to go out and and, and see the the talent you know what i'm saying that's out there you know to to kind of gauge you know how you feel about your music versus what's out there you know because even though i'm not we're not trying to copy nobody we can still see the level of of talent that's out there you know and it makes you up your game you know rather than staying to yourself and you know having your henchmen telling you that everything you do is dope when it's not you know what i'm saying go out there and see it for yourself you know we still like to shake hands and rub shoulders you know what i'm saying be personal with people you know and and you know, don't just be an internet rapper where, you know, you're you're just stuck to yourself. You know, get out, meet people, you know, and like I said, shake hands and rub shoulders. Um, as far as like 2022, what's your thoughts on marketing and promotion? Um, what are some of the tips that you guys think you guys are doing to make yourself stand out? as far as like promoting yourselves and marketing yourselves? Well, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's every day there's something new coming out, you know, on ways to market yourself. I, I think, you know, with us, you know, we just try to stick with our true fan base. You know, um, we try to get into as many, um, areas so we can be seen you know people still go to shows people still like to go to shows so you know we've been to a couple shows out of town and people have seen us and was kind of you know really really digging us you know and you know i'm still i'm old school too so i'm still with the word of mouth you know i mean you still do the internet facebook instagram twitter and do all that stuff but you know i want people to be able to smell my Dolce Gabbana cologne. I want them to be able to, you know, see my Jordans and see how I move. I want them to see my mannerisms and I want them to hear it for themselves. You know? Nice, nice, nice. Who are yeah. some of the, oh, well, as far as the cities, the different cities you touch, what's your favorite city to perform at? Hands down for me. And me. I already know what he's going to say. Uh, LA, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. LA and and Las Vegas is a, a close yeah, second. Las Vegas is a close second, no doubt. But the thing about LA, I'm, I'm telling you, the thing about LA is, you know, they welcome everybody. You know, it don't matter where you're from. If you can get down, you can get down. You know, there's a lot of places that um, like to hold it to themselves. You know, but LA, you know, I love my city. 
You know what I'm saying? And you know, LA's attitude is we can all eat. It's enough for all of us. You know what I'm saying? And I, I love it. You know, I, I love it. What's your thoughts on the San Diego hip hop music scene out here? What's the reception like out here when you guys do shows in SD? SD is um, SD is like a um, it's like a performing <laughs> in a it's like perf- <laughs> it's like performing in an up and coming city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somewhere somewhere where you know what I mean. Um, for some reason, I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the music scene and the hip hop scene was going on in SD way before I got here. But for some reason, SD is the underdogs. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. don't fuck with SD heavy like that. You know what I'm saying? So when we go OT and they hear, you know, SD, they're like, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's different because you know what I mean. I'm guessing they're expecting something else. So the music scene in SD is a little bit. Strange, you know what I'm saying? Mega talent, hella talent. People, I mean, I listen to half the cats in SD more than the cats on the radio any day. You know what I'm saying? Like they're on my playlist, like for real. It's like, but just, just no communication and 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 there's no camaraderie. There's not enough of the right people getting together to make SD pop, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like, you gotta go OT to blow up. Everybody that blow up from SD is OT when they do it. You know what I mean? They not here, they out of town. You know what I'm saying? And other people from out of town hear them and put them on and then what's, what's Little Rob? Let's go. Little Rob, bro. You know, I was in Memphis and they was bumping the shit out of Little Rob. You know what I'm saying? This is this is uh you know what I mean? This is the culture of SD. You gotta go to blow. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna blow from SD because for some reason SD don't wanna represent that. You know what I'm saying? That the music scene of SD wants to be, you know, um eccentric and not like they don't they don't wanna put nothing into the hip hop scene. And you know, sometimes it's like um it's like a fraternity, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 sometimes it's clicky, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of people, you know, like he said, it's a lot of talent in SD, you know? It, once they start getting together, and I seen a, a interview with Mitchie Slick uh, not too long ago, and he was saying that, saying almost, almost the same thing that, you know, you SD need to unite. You know, if if SD can unite, man, they 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 can do some damage in this 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 scene. You know what I'm saying? Pull their resources together and you know, it can it can it can be real nice. Real nice. You know, but um, you know, once people, you know, realize that um it you know, you, you can do it better with a team, you know. It'll work out. Yeah. This is a lot of growing to do. No doubt. There's a lot. No doubt. There's a lot of things going on in the country. There's just a lot of shootings lately. There's a lot of political things going on. A lot of gun issues, mental health issues. 
there's there's a lot of you know America itself right now in 2022 it's in the state of emergency um how does this affect the songs you write about how does this affect you as songwriters what's going on in the country well for for me you know it just gives you a certain feeling um i don't really do too much of political rap so it doesn't affect my bottom line you know um there's moments where you know I, i may write a verse that might have uh, a, a, a small portion of political views, but, you know, um, right now, you know, we're just trying to do what we know, you know, where we're from, what we know, you know, what we're trying to do. And at the same time, trying to do something to make the people feel good about themselves, you know, be able to relate, you know, because like you said, it's therapy, you know, people need therapy. Even though if they don't know it, they need therapy. So, you know, music to me is a cheap form of therapy, a cheaper form of therapy. You know, instead of paying somebody $500 an hour to tell, to listen to you and tell you what you already know, you know what I'm saying? We just get in the booth, you know, give me a hot track and let me in the booth. And, you know, I shut them lights out and I feel so much better when I get up out of there, especially when I hear it back, you know, it's, It's, it's therapy for you. Yeah, no and, doubt. and you know, so, you know, when you talk the political side of it, you know, let's just, you know, for me, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, we in the last days of freedom of speech, bro. You know what I'm saying? We in the last days of where we could just go out and say what the fuck we want to say, and, 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 and it's cool, and nobody can trip on you. They already took away the women's rights. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 You know, you never know what the, what's going to happen next. So just enjoy the fact that, you know, you got that freedom of speech. Because 50, 60 years from now, you know what I'm saying? Shit's looking like it's going backwards. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, you never know. You might not have that no more. You know what I'm saying? They're censoring everything. They're monitoring everything. You know what I'm saying? So just being able to go out there and express the the music that you love and the styles that you like to do is 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 a is a gift and it's a privilege right now and we got to look at it that way you know what i'm saying because this shit might not last forever i don't you, you just don't know with these days in 2022 and the way the political scene is going you you never know what they're going to take from you next you know yeah And you know, sometimes sometimes politics can be such a downer. You know what I'm saying? You do not, you, you know, we don't. We got enough of that going on right now. Yeah, we know what it is in the yeah. world. You know what I'm saying? We got enough. We just trying to express the, the 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 personal aspect of the world. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and also just keep it fun and universal that people can use as a healing tool. You know what I'm saying? You might want to say, fuck that bitch, but you know what I'm saying? We rapping it. So now you can say it, you know what I'm saying? Now yeah. you can say it and, and you and that might let that steam off of you. You know what I'm saying? So now you can, you, you know what I mean? You good. You know, and a, another thing too is, you know, some of us, you know, um, have grew up in a world where it's worse than what's going on out there right now. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, now it's starting to affect um, people who have been living real sweet for a long time. Some of the some of the things going on, you know. But there's some of us that you know we've been having our rights taken away from us for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean. We kind of adapt to it, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, it's 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 not as bad as you know being pulled over by a cop and being colored, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, you're starting to see more and more of it. But like I said, at the same time, you know, politics can be such a downer, you know what I'm saying? So we'll leave that to the conscious rappers and and you know the the actual politics and the news and stuff like that you might hear something from us every once in a while but we're not going to harbor on the politics mm. you know so i feel it i feel it man who's the top three mcs you got right now like who who's who are you fucking with as far as like bars just mcs like who you think's killing it out there right now you know i'm a for me I just don't see nobody topping Jadakiss. Yeah. I don't see nobody topping Fab. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's some MCs out here right now that's dope, but Jadakiss, Fab, you know, those types have been on the top level for so long. Longevity. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm going to need to hear more than just two songs from you doing it. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And, you know, nowadays, you know, some of these cats that's getting deals, I don't even understand how they got them. Mm. But, you know, the music industry sees a way to capitalize. So, you know, it is what it is. But as far as bars, like I said, you know, Jada, you know, Fab. I mean, Method Man is even still killing it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know... It's some cats out there that's spitting some bars, but, you know, I need some experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't be 15 and just think you're going to be one of the best rappers. You ain't experienced nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and half these guys are spitting other people's lives. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stick with the OGs that's still um, lighting it up right now with Meth and, and, and Fab and Jada. You know what I'm saying? Those those are the ones that's still killing it to me. How about you, Mom? Who you think's killing it um, out there? Well, for me, you know what I'm saying? I feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? I could say some old school rappers, and that's what they call them now. They call them old school rappers, but they still rapping, so I don't call them that. I call them artists that's still in their game and still in their mm-hmm. shit. But at the same time, I mean, if you want to go 2022 with it, Young cats coming up, you know what I'm saying? The the bars, bars, bars. Kendrick Lamar, hands down, there ain't nobody else fucking with him right now when it comes to like really saying something in his music. Cause like I said, that's what I'm about right now. You, you know, you gotta say something, but you still gotta, you know what I mean, keep it fly and keep it, you know, make a motherfucker wanna play that shit. So Kendrick Lamar is murdering the game for me. Hey, J. Cole. It's, J. Uh, Cole too. J. Cole killing it too. I mean, know? yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, I like them Griselda. I like the Griselda crew too. You know, 
But um, there's a lot of young cats yeah. coming up right now doing their thing, and it's hard to judge them on levels like that. You know what I'm saying? And put the one, two, and three on it because I think everybody right now needs to be one, and and, and we all need to say that everybody's one. You know what I'm saying? But for me right now, yeah, Kendrick, he 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 always he always hits you with that shit. You be like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Like when you look at rap and hip hop from the beginning days of hip. Uh, hippie to the hippie, you know, three-letter words and shit, you know what I'm saying? All the way to what this motherfucker be saying right now? Shit. This dude is, he, he he's deep, bro. You know what I'm saying? He's an artist. He's not a fucking rapper. You know what I'm saying? He's an artist. And he does his thing. I know mean, it's a pleasure to see him and listen to him do his thing right now for me, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's, that's my that's my pick, man. Now that group called Costa Nostra, um, I believe Rascast is um, two of those kids are Rascast kids and they're killing it right now. Really? Um, Rascast yeah. was shit. Uh, Costa Nostra, I think that's the name of the group. And um, yeah, they look just like Rascast. And I also yeah. think that, um, I think Big Pun's son, Christopher Rios, is uh, Chris Rivers is very talented and I'm surprised that Terror Squad hasn't done anything with him yet, you know? Just for the yeah. sake of big pun, you know what I'm saying? Um, That's just another politic thing, you know what I'm saying? It is, it is, <laughs> definitely, definitely politics. Politics um, and everything. Anybody, yeah, so, man, we can keep going on and on. Um, is there any announcements that you guys wanna drop? Uh, any releases coming up, any shows coming up that you guys wanna promote? Well, um, right now we still in the works. We got a couple, you know, out of town things that we're negotiating and, and, and trying to see if it'll work. You know what I'm saying? We we got a couple plans to, to, to shoot up north. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got to touch Vegas again. You know, love Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Just for it being Vegas. But um, <clears throat> as of right now, you know, we're just kind of, kind of hunkering down and um, trying to work on this volume three. We got a couple um, features and, and other projects that we're working on right now. But one of our homeboys, Perry B, you know, but other than that, we're in house right now. You know what I'm saying? We in, we in house and uh, trying to get this volume three to the level of what we know it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, Creative hibernation mode right now. Yeah, that one. You feel me? That's know, where that. we at. But we still outside, though. You know, we still outside supporting our people. You know what I'm saying? We still getting requests for us to pull up and, you know, perform. And like I said, we just, we, we love being on stage, too. You know what I'm saying? So we out there, um, you know, showing them what Volume 2 is about. You know what I'm saying? And we, we even, every now and then, give them a little taste of what Volume 3 is going to sound like, you know? Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, yeah, you know, did you hit them with the... Um... The, the, the name of the album for, for Volume 3? What's that? Oh, The Rebuild? The Rebuild, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know. But you know, I mean, we, we, we ahead of the game, like I said, man. Album 3 is one, but we already got the next one named, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a name for that one, too. Yeah, so, we, got, we got three volumes, which is going to be Volume 1, 2, and 3. And then after Volume 3, we're going to do another... Um, 
probably a couple volumes of a, another title and we we already got that together another series you know what i'm saying yeah so, and, and we already got the name for that one yeah which is which is off the chain you yeah. know what i'm saying but you know like i said it's the right time to drop all this shit and make it to make it work you know what i mean the, the, you know it's, it's a timing thing so you know we just trying to get that timing right man. and just to give you a little taste of how our mind works you know um should I, should I give them what the title go of the ahead, next? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, the, 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 the title of our next series is going to be called Angels and Demons. Uh, you know, you know, being I'm from Los Angeles and he from San Diego, it's Los Angels and San Demons. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah, you know, and that's going to be that's that one is is going to be lit too. So. Yeah, we, we 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 working, man. You know what I'm saying? We still enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a stress reliever. You know, going to the booth. I still love I still love recording. I still love creating. I still love matching minds with my boy right here. You know what I'm saying? Seeing what we can come up with and how we can connect with the people, you know? And that's what it is, you know, and, and being able to get out there in different cities and seeing that, you know, they feel that and they got the same mind frame as me all the way over here. You know, that's what gives me the satisfaction. I love it, man. I wish you guys the best in your journey on the road. Good luck with volume three. I'm gonna keep banging volume one and volume two until the volume three comes out. That's and, right. Uh, I wanna say thanks for you guys for taking the time to do this podcast. And um, I wish you guys the best in the music industry. And uh, I'm gonna catch a show real soon. And and catch y'all show in SD or the LA yeah. show or something, you know? Um, yeah. I'll hey. Be- hey, we want to say we appreciate you for uh, tapping in. You okay. know, um, you know, doing your homework. You yeah. know, and, and, you know, because a lot of people don't really do the complete homework. They just do page one. They don't do page two. Cliff notes. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um. You know, we wanna we wanna congratulate you too on being out there, man. I see your name all over the place, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, to your listeners, if you ain't caught a Marlon D show, you need to catch a Marlon D show too. You know oh, what I'm man. saying? Thank you. Appreciate you. Know, we, we're gonna try to arrange it so you know what I'm saying you can catch you can get a two in one deal. You might catch <laughs> us both at the same spot. You know what I'm saying? So, no doubt, that will definitely yeah. happen, man. I'll be in touch with the management. She's been very helpful and very professional. Uh, yeah. Shout out to the management. And, uh, yeah, she be on her shit. Jules, man. No doubt. I'll be in touch with her about the episode. And uh, I want to say thank you guys and keep dropping those bars, man. Like, I, I love the wittiness. I love the hunger. Um, I, I just love the, the, I just love lyricism, dog. Like, and, and the production, man. Keep it up. Keep up appreciate the good work, fellas. Appreciate it. Podcast, we did it. Thank you so much for listening. Direct message in the house. Devious one, Maul, one love. Peace, peace. Peace, peace out. out. One.